0: To From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. So in this little mini series of interviews that we had talked to you guys about, Jonathan is our first guest here. So that's exciting. Yay! He's kind of like my guinea pig because I think I did have a few screw-ups before actually starting this interview. So Jonathan, do you want to quickly introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name is Jonathan Romero. i born and raised in South Central LA. Um, I love rap music. I love fighting for justice. And I love good foods. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation.
0: So now that you mentioned that you were born and raised in L.A., do you mind telling us what's your nationality?
1: Yeah. Like where so your parents are from? Yeah, my, my parents are from Durango, Mexico. Um, so I'm a proud Chicano.
0: But do you have, like, um, any holiday trips coming up? Or are you going to visit any family? Or is family coming over to
1: visit you? Yeah. So so when I think of holidays, so The most immediate one is um, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, So so we are are a lot of people. And so as you get older, everyone tends to be with their own spouse or their own partners. So in that case, we're relatively small. So my immediate family is invited over to my partner's house um, because we're making carnitas.
0: Yummy.
1: Yeah. And I know that's not your traditional like turkey mashed potato stuff, but... As far as protein, carnitas, you know, I'm always down. So they're <laughs> Um, So I, for, I won't be traveling for that, you know. So I will have family coming. How about for you? I mean,
0: I mean, for me, no, actually, no. My my closest family is here. Obviously, they're they're commuting from other boroughs because I have family that live in Brooklyn, and so that's like probably like just a short ride on the train. But like you said. We don't do the traditional Thanksgiving dinner either.
1: No.
0: We will have, uh, let's see, tamales. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We have um, champurrado. Right. We have, uh, usually my mom will do like for the little kids, because it's super easy for them to eat, is like uh, some type of like carne asada or something like that. Rice, obviously guacamole and i have a few of like my relatives that work in restaurants so they'll like cook pasta um so yeah but no turkey no turkey on the table yeah. or mashed potatoes
1: <laughs> yeah that i mean that sounds yummy that really sounds good i don't think we're you know i th- you actually gave me an idea um uh, for the champurrado mm-hmm. um because when i think of holidays i you Know, don't judge, but I think of alcohol too. You know? Like, oh. you know, like you have so, um, so thinking of like what can you drink, uh, when it's like cold out? I mean, it does get cold in LA, believe it or not. Okay, so, and um, <laughs> I think maybe like some kalua or something that you can spike, oh, yeah. um, you know, something you can spike coffee with, or I don't know, so well,
0: some, well, some people like uh, bonche, yeah. I'm yeah, not I a big it. fan of ponche, to be honest. No. Uh, no.
1: What is it? What
0: about it? I just feel like it's too sweet.
1: Can be, yeah.
0: And, yeah, I just feel like if I was to drink that, i need a water bottle right next to no. me. So <laughs> i take a sip of ponche and, like, have a bottle of water.
1: Yeah, my biggest critique of ponche, I mean, I don't say I love it, but my biggest yeah. critique of it is, like, if there's a piece of fruit in it, and then you're trying to drink, and then it, like, bumps into, like, your nose or, like, to the top of your lip. It's just not a comfortable drink to have, you know?
0: You're going to need a spoon along with it.
1: Yeah, so I'll be like, tip, pro tip, remove the fruit and bite, like, bite it later.
0: There's That's nothing. true. That is a good idea. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess, like, this goes into, like, the family dynamics, but who are the people that usually cook when it comes to, like— obviously thanksgiving christmas and family gatherings is it the woman
1: yeah uh, you know what so yeah. it, for a very long time for a very long time it was my mom you know you know she was the, the stay-at-home mom the, she did everything and then relied on my sisters you know like do this do that for their assistance basically yeah, yeah. you know so their assistance but now um now that my mom actually tends to work holidays it's like on like the siblings plus my dad if he wants to to like do the cooking um now I don't think we know how to do our like mom's um like traditional dishes like right the ones. I think we could do basic things okay um but um I feel like I've picked up a bigger role uh maybe in the past four or five years uh, to to like prepare like the bigger dishes specifically like the proteins because I mean, me sale bien muy, like el arroz. Oh, uh, I love it, and you know, I mean, people say, "Oh, well, it's just rice." Like, well, it's actually a big skill when you're cooking for a big family. Yeah, you know? try to make fifteen cups of of, of rice, you know. Yeah, in the house. Um, or the salsa. So I'm always getting called in for the salsa, and so like if you're not cooking in our house. Uh, you're definitely, um, get teased at, at the table.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Oh yeah. You know, how about you and your family?
0: Well, for me, it's still mostly the women that do the cooking and then the, the men are all responsible for obviously purchasing the alcohol, (laughs) (laughs) you know, cause, uh, once we get together it's obviously like usually about like 18 people so the table is not big enough so we'll rent some chairs and tables as well so Mm -hmm. that's what the men are in charge of making sure that the tables are picked up the chairs my dad actually now in the past like three to four years he's been doing more of like the the cleaning around the house so he'll mop he'll sweep he'll make sure that like all the cables are hidden, so that when my nieces and nephews come over, there's no like grabbing of cables and all that there stuff. Is. And for me, like I'm not a big cook. Rice is my specialty, and <laughs> I also like the mixed drinks. So I'll take care of that. I'll buy the bottles, any juice that we need. Um, so yeah, I take care of mostly drinks.
1: Hey, that's an important aspect of the holidays. It
0: is, yeah. So I always tell people I didn't do any cooking. I maybe helped to like chop up the the tomatoes for the pico de gallo or anything like that, or to wash the dishes. But all the other plates, it's my mom and my godmother, and it's just like the older woman.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, I think those are still essential roles, you know. Like, there's people who don't do anything at
0: all. Oh, that's true. There's people that oh. just sit back and like wait till it's time for dinner.
1: I know, you know, like, and you know, people give a lot of crap to millennials um, well, for what for not cooking or what. Well, well there's, some, there's 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 a little bit of that, right? Like, that we're always on our phone. That all we care is oh. about that selfies and filters and, which is sometimes true, you know. But like when it comes to the holidays, like. Either be there, be present, you know, or don't. Nostrives, you know, get out of the way. <laughs> like, so that's true. So you know, there. So around. That's what I don't look forward to in the holidays. Sometimes, like the fact that you know, there's going to be those people who are just not going to sit around, but they're going to eat most of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you see, uh, when it comes to that, I'm the type of person that like. I don't know if you would call it bossy. But if I see someone that's not doing something, I'm just like, hey, do you mind like going to pick this up? Or do you mind just setting like the chairs on this side or like putting up these lights?" So I kind of like direct people as to what they have to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just got to delegate the responsibilities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I do. There's uh, some young people in my life um, that. I'm kind of thinking of right now who I, all right. So what can they help with that? It's not boring. Right. Quote unquote. So be like, can you can, actually, can you decorate this for us or can you set the table or just, you know, or can you come up with a playlist maybe like, oh, before, yes. yeah, before you get, before you get to our house, you know, come up with a playlist so that we can just, you know, have good music going, you know? And so for one, you, they entertain themselves because they put the music that they like, and also teach them to think about well, what would my grandpa like?
0: Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea. And actually, I was just about to tell you that in your family gatherings, like, what's the type of music that that is played?
1: Yeah. So, um, so my parents, right, and my, and like, we are proud to you know Mexicans, and so um, specifically, like, we're like norteños. Yeah. So you know we play like our traditional like Vicente Fernandez. My parents are from Durango, so we like to play Duranguense. Um, you know, right now what's very popular is like banda or corridos. Yeah, and I think it's for like the the lyrics. If you if you really pay attention to it, it's about like enjoying life right now. Like if I were to die tomorrow, like yes. don't wait for tomorrow. So that's kind of the environment that I, that that we create with that kind of music. Um, and of course, my. My parents have always supported, um, like they like uh, like me and my siblings in terms of the music that we like. So you know they get happy when we play some reggaeton, uh, when we play some rap music, hip hop. Um. So it's so it's a it's a mix of everything, and I think it has to do because we grew up here in um, in South Central, where there's uh, it was predominantly black community, uh, but increasingly Latino from uh specifically um central america and mexico so we you know like if we play some punta we're gonna dance some punta if we gonna play fl- you know cumbias yeah you uh, it but so we're all over the place but so yeah we have plenty of, of oh, music to play you know? yeah you guys
0: sound like you have a a diverse playlist going on versus yeah. in my place my dad basically takes over being the DJ.
1: Yeah what does he play?
0: He'll play, like, cumbias. Obviously, like, he is more of into, like, the old school cumbias, so that's what he'll play. He'll play some ranchera, but that will usually start playing until people have had, like, a couple of drinks. Yeah. And recently, in the past years, we've actually gotten into karaoke.
1: Mm-hmm. So after dinner, he has, Ooh, like,
0: he has this big-ass karaoke machine, and he just, like, brings it out and... People know, obviously, it's like start choosing your songs because it's karaoke time. Yo,
1: so who introduced it?
0: Ah, Good question. It happened probably like about two, three years, but I think it might have been my dad because he tends to buy a whole bunch of speakers for no reason. And (laughs) somehow he landed upon this huge speaker, which we later figured out it was for
1: karaoke. Oh, I think I know what it is. I seen one of those. That's do you enjoy it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty fun now. Obviously, like it gets more fun once people have a few drinks.
1: <laughs> uh, what's your go to song?
0: My go to song. Uh, it's uh, Jenny Rivera, La Gran Señora.
1: Oh, watch child. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is my to go to. Like every time it's like, OK, because obviously, like we start organizing it and we let the little kids sing first. And then from there, the grownups, but that is my song. That's like, no one touches that song. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a pretty fun aspect of uh, the holidays. But like I mentioned, my dad is the one that controls the music. And while my mom and I are like getting things together in the kitchen, we'll play uh, Christmas music.
1: Yeah. So, so Christmas um, as you, so do y'all set up like a tree, like, like descri- what I describe? what, who does it? Okay. Uh,
0: so actually this year, my mom is a little bit late because I remember in the past years, even before Thanksgiving, basically the Halloween decorations come down and Christmas decorations go up. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time it's Thanksgiving, at least some of the lights are on the tree Doesn't necessarily have to be up yet, but there are lights around, like, the hallway, the entrance. So, yeah, you get those Christmas vibes. But she's always the one that takes over. Uh, She enjoys doing that, so I just assist her in whatever she needs, like, climbing up to, like, the higher areas or, like, holding all the Christmas lights for her. But she's the one that, like, enjoys doing it and sets up the whole, like, nacimiento. Um, let's see. When it comes to Christmas, like, on Christmas Eve, we're not allowed to eat anything, especially have any alcohol, until we do, like, the whole prayer to baby Jesus. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's
0: important. yep and we go to church i think usually here it'll be like around 7 or 8 p.m and it'll be kind of like a longer service but then when we come home no matter how much like hunger you've already been through like you're gonna have to wait because we need to pray
1: yeah that's how it goes so so you're catholic
0: yes yes i'm catholic
1: yeah wow so So it's like all those catholic traditions yeah uh, so I so my my family is Catholic. I like to say that I am not a practicing Catholic um but I still participate in like the cultural aspects of it so for example when you said to, oh well the tree goes up once the uh, the skulls and pumpkins go out right like for us it was like in my household my mom she like we can't put the tree up until uh, the, the Virgin Mary's birthday which, I believe is the eleventh or the twelfth of
0: December. It's the twelfth of December, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we 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 would literally have to wait till then, and so oh, I
0: was,
1: and for, yeah, forever. That was the case forever. Um,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe not everybody does it. Maybe my mom is just that ultra, like <laughs> you know, or super passionate about you know.
0: Yeah. About- oh wow. I mean, but do, do you guys also pray to, like, baby Jesus and do all those songs? Because like, there's, like, special songs for that.
1: Yeah, there are special songs. Yeah, so we totally do it. Um, So we have a little baby Jesus. First, he's undressed, right? First, you have to, like, yes. he's already undressed. So when he's born, which is on Christmas Day or something like that, we have to dress him up. So you have to put a little sock and the little just <laughs> – and, like, and it's, like, specifically, like, five – pieces of clothing which is like five you know goes towards the number of um what is it prayers
0: oh yeah yeah the um yeah the rosary kind of like uh, yeah i know what you're talking about
1: yeah um and and so and then there's candy on the little, like, where, you know, where the little baby Jesus is at, so you, at the end, you have to walk up and, like, give it a kiss, like, on the forehead or something, and grab the candy. So we totally do it.
0: Oh, you see, when it comes to the candy, we do something different. We have piñatas for the little kids. Oh. Yeah. But that- then the, the, the piñatas are after, as well, after we're done praying, and like you said, everyone comes up, gives a little kiss to baby Jesus, and then... We sing like two more songs, and then it's time for the piñatas for the
1: little kids. Oh, that's so cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna start implementing that this time around. That's <laughs> be more cool.
0: It's really fun, even the piñatas for like the adults, because like here in my house, we'll have two: one for the little kids, and then one for the adults, because the adults go totally crazy on it.
1: Now, what do you put in the piñata?
0: Oh, we'll put like a obviously Mexican candy. We also include like M and M's, Reese's pieces, all of those. We'll put oranges. Um, what else do we put? Pelones. Yeah, all that good Mexican candy.
1: Yeah, that's why I was asking about the oranges because, like, like I remember uh, growing up and there's like peanuts. Yes. Um, so, in, in yeah, I'm actually craving peanuts now, but. Yeah, I thought about that, um, and then like the cool thing about like just after um, you're done with uh, Rosario, um, it comes like the good food or um, the or, or the drinking. I think the the music is what I look forward to because like if it, it, you're really quiet and it's really cold um, about uh, in December in LA, uh, and so when you play music, at least. Um, como te levanta el ánimo, you know yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's like that holiday spirit, like you feel this warmth, I don't know, it's so hard to describe, but when you've been especially like I don't know if I'm pretty sure in l a they do this, las posadas. yeah. uh my mom used to be part of the church group back in the day. And her and her friends would put together these posadas. And now that I think about it, I'm an adult now. But when I was younger, I would be like, here we go again. Like, we have to walk and we're going to be out in the cold and I don't want to do this. And now it's like, I wish we still had posadas because I miss it.
1: Yeah, I my favorite part was walking around with the candle. Um, uh, Because... uh, well, one, it looked nice. I'm, I'm a very like, I'm really into aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So from a distance, you can see just a bunch of people, um, and you can. I like. You don't have to be a professional singer, but that when everybody's singing all at once, it's it's like a very communal. Um, it's a it's a nice it's a great feeling to know like you're in it, something together. Yeah. That, so that's why I, like culturally like, I really appreciate those experiences. And then my favorite part of, of the candles was like i mean i'm a kid i know at this I, you know at this point so i'm like walking and every time so as it melts right Like it's like it, the suspense because it's melting the candle is melting and at some point it's gonna melt on your hand and eventually you know like you're like now you're in pain mm-hmm. you know, like, you're like um and i mean as, as kids like you like play around with the wax or whatever but um, I recall very, like, vividly, you know, go, like, walking through the streets uh, in South Central, in the dark, with in groups of people singing. Um, and then um, sometimes they was sort of, like, menudo or pozole.
0: Pozole, yes.
1: Yeah. And so they feel so good after walking so much and it's so damn cold that just that, you know, the flavor of, you know, the grain and or the, the, the carne de res or it's just overall like a great experience
0: so it
1: is yeah i haven't been in one forever
0: me either it's been so long i think like i went last year but it was the last day and they did it at my church so basically people were just outside the church you know you do the, the whole singing and after that the priest obviously led us in the church he had a service and that was it but it was way different as to like compared when you do it the days before and you go to different people's houses mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do miss that about the holidays now. Uh, let's see. What else? What else is something that I was thinking about the other day that I really miss? I think it's just the posadas and what else? Oh, and um being a little kid and just like unwrapping my presents. And I didn't have to worry about getting presents for anyone else.
1: Yes. He's <laughs> like... I know, and it's and now as an adult, you pull up to any store, and then everything's wrapped, you know, and you're just like, oh. And so then then you then you play Santa Claus. How many of y'all have actually been good this year? Like, you're not getting a gift. You're not getting a gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, in the past, like we were, basically, people would try to get gifts for everyone but we started realizing that it was way too expensive and time consuming so now what we do on thanksgiving is that we'll pick names and then you only are responsible for getting that one person a gift that's smart yeah so and i and like i always go and buy gifts separately for like my mom my dad and my brother and this year because i have vacation right now so I already got that out of the way.
1: Wow.
0: Yep. I do not want to be dealing with the masses of people during December, especially the week of Christmas.
1: Yeah. I mean, most people want to wait for like Black Friday or Cyber Monday to start doing Christmas shopping. I'm like, oh, that's that's insanity. It is. Yeah. Uh, for when you said um like unwrapping a bunch of gifts yeah that was like really fun and I don't know if your family was really strict about this but like our parents were like you can't open gifts till it's 12 o'clock on the 24th you know so you know because most people open their gifts on the 25th yes we're like us like we waited till you know um, Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, no, my parents were weren't that strict about that. They were just like, okay, whenever you wake up, and if the the gifts are under the tree, then you can open them. Okay. But I don't know. Did you grow up believing in Santa, or mm-hmm. los tres Reyes Magos, or what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I so I grew up. So, I guess like when I came into like, um, when I was conscious. Mm-hmm. I think that I think of Santa Claus, you know, before Reyes Magos. And I think it's because my mom did not really, like, know the history of the Reyes Magos in a way that she could say, like, this is why we celebrate Christmas. Oh, OK. So so, well, I did it based on school and school teaches Santa Claus, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did believe. And so I, I remember, like, telling my cousins, like, hey, let's go to sleep, you know, because, you know, it's about to be you know, 12, and it takes me about an hour to fall asleep, so let's go. Uh, so I did believe in Santa Claus. Up to what age? To my neighbor. I think he, I was like 10. <laughs> my neighbor told me like that Santa Claus didn't exist and I hated him.
0: Oh, that's so rude.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I I asked my mom and she confirmed. And I was like, what the? <laughs> like, I I don't know if I teared up, but I probably did.
0: Uh, I think I was about the same age when I found out. But that was because um, I went to sleep, obviously, on Christmas Eve. And then because the adults were still partying and they sent all the little kids to bed. And then I saw how my mom went and put the gifts under our Christmas tree.
1: Oh, you caught her on the egg. I did. But
0: then (laughs) I knew that if I was going to say something, I, I guess in my head, I thought like, okay, if I say that I know Santa is not real, then I might not get any more presents. So I saw when she was putting the The gifts under the tree And I just stayed quiet I quickly closed my eyes And I never said anything to her Yeah I think I saved it for like another year And then finally I told her That I knew Santa wasn't real But she told me to keep quiet Because she didn't want my brother to find out yet So I still acted like I was writing my letters to Santa which, And that was already like 11 or 12
1: (laughs) Yeah well, that's actually nice of you, and actually really smart of you to think already at that age. You're like, hmm, you know, you're like a mini entrepreneur, like risk taking risks. You're <laughs> assessing the situation. Like, what? <laughs> Literally, we're a bright kid. Um, um but I was thinking, uh, just like in general, like in the holidays, right? Like, <clears throat> so, like, so you can be in the spirit of holidays. And then what the holidays actually mean, right? Uh, so for Thanksgiving, like we, like the history of the United States is, is one that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and, and so for us in my family, as we bega- became aware of like history, right? Because that's not something you're aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you start thinking, all right, so you're, this day is a, like a day for family and for gratitude of what we have for each other. Um, and acknowledging, you know, the people that go through, you know, different struggles yeah. and so, you know, wishing, um, positivity and health for those people, um, and acknowledging the fact that it's a terrible, you know, holiday, you know, if you think about it, um, and for Christmas, you know, like it, this idea that it's always like, it's a Christian, holiday you know and whether you're not you're christian that is hijacked by capitalism in um when and it's like a win-win situation for most people there um but how do you keep the spirit up for kids right like kids you you know there's there's you it's almost as if it's your duty to protect them um and to what extent um you're over protecting a kid and that's a hard question but i think while kids are still kids, they deserve to, you know, enjoy their childhood and believe in Santa and believe in magic and believe in the spirit. Um, but And so as us as adults, we need to take a step back and not be jaded, you know, um, and be OK with, you know, the. And I regress. Be conscious of how you're participating in spaces and why you are doing it and respecting those who may not. Um. right like, because there's not, not everybody celebrates um, and, and that's okay too yeah Right. you
0: made such a good point especially with the whole um, little kid situation yeah because like you you're only young like you're only a little kid for so long like maybe like up until you're like 12 and that's when you start worrying about your your high school grades or like your middle school grades because like they start telling you, oh, if you don't get g- good grades in elementary, you won't get into a good middle school and then all of that, basically. So while you're little, you're not under that stress as much and you're not worrying so much about what's going on in the world. So for the time being, just enjoy like that time of innocence. And like it's okay to believe in Santa Claus or whatever it is that little kids believe in. I I know some kids believe in like unicorns and all that. It's like a fantasy world and when you get to be an adult you have like your entire adult life to worry about that so why not enjoy kind of like these little things when you're young
1: yeah and yeah you're right you know um and because soon enough there will be adults having to be concerned about the the well-being of another kid and yeah gifts, and 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 you slowly begin to like um, that, that magic that you would feel about the, the holidays you know it becomes more like a oh here we are again another year you know um, so I think yeah that it is important to remind ourselves of that. Um, that
0: that is a beautiful message actually I love
1: it yeah so so I think what we should since we were already given tips from the very beginning um, maybe try staying off your phone oh that's,
0: yeah that's actually a good one and I've yeah. been trying to stay off my phone lately. I've been uh, buying more books to help me stay off my phone, at least when I'm on my
1: commute. Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a good point. And then for when you're around family, you know, like, I mean i I've seen like I've had like family members who have like their headphones on the entire time that they're hanging out with our family. I'm like, that's maybe that's how they cope with. You know, being around so many people, um, but then you lose an opportunity, right, to engage with that that, yeah. that youth. Um, and then, for me, I'm the kind of person that gets caught up on capturing the perfect moment. You know, like <laughs> that's who I am. You know, and I always have to have like that awesome family picture. Oh, I always like I'm the one that started that with my family. Um, but then I think. I've been reminding myself that things don't have to always be perfect, perfect, you know, or that it has to be shared with everyone, you know?
0: Oh, you mean like, um, sharing everything on social media?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, everything, you know, like where you, you start, you know, you start off like super, looking super nice. And then by the end of the night, you look like a mess. You're a hot mess. Yes. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I've been
0: like... <sighs> Everyone has been there at least once or twice. (laughs) Obviously, like when we were little kids, we wrote our letters to Santa Claus asking for Barbie dolls, cars, whatever it is that you asked when you were little. But now we're adults and maybe things have changed. We probably don't need cars or toys. (laughs) But what is one thing that you would ask Santa for? If Santa could change something, what would it be?
1: Uh, I, you know, thinking about how many kids and families may not be experiencing or will not be experiencing the spirit of the holidays, um, I think I would ask Santa um, to hand deliver gifts Um, To all of the families coming from Central America on the caravan. I had something similar. (laughs) That's great. Well, maybe we should be Santa and we should be doing more for people, you know?
0: Seriously. Yeah, no, mine was going to be that, obviously, like all the families that are separated right now because of like the current situation, you know, obviously, like there's families that left Mexico so long ago. And I think like during the holidays is when you feel very nostalgic and you would like to be with your relatives or like in like in my case, my parents came here so long ago. And I remember like the first Christmases that we spent here, like you could tell that my mom wasn't like a hundred percent happy because she was away from her parents. And obviously like there's so many things involved in like that situation that things are out of your control, but you wish you could be with your family in like wherever it is, Mexico, uh, Ecuador, wherever it is that your family is from, but you wish you could spend at least like those one or two days with them. Cause the holidays, I, I feel like for us Latinos, especially the holidays is always like time to get together with your family, no matter what happened in like the past, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. kind
0: of like that, that moment to just come together and give your, your your loved ones a hug and just share that special moment. Yeah. And, yeah, and not everybody has that chance because of, like, all these stupid laws or, or surrounding immigration.
1: Yeah, and here in the United States, you know, it just is really, uh, there's a sharp sharp contrast, you know, from your, we're talking about the, the holidays, the, you know, the, or we get into, in terms of like, uh, like, um, like Thanksgiving and like sharing a meal um, or for Christianity and like why we're celebrating Christmas and you have a refugee coming into your, um, into your land, you know, who, who is Jesus and who is worshiped by like millions around the globe and to know that we're turning away people, you know, yeah. in our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like in our hearts, we're going to turn away people. In policy, we're going to turn away people. Um, and then just the level of hypocrisy, you know? And so folks, I think, need to really re- rethink why they are celebrating the holidays and just go back to the roots, right? We're talking about family. We're talking about sharing and spreading love you know, at, and at this very moment and the world always needs love, right? The, the world always needs love. And so it it could be a big ask for some people to say, you know, um, give money, but maybe invite someone into your family, you know, invite them over for dinner, you know, have a Friendsgiving or for, for Christmas, you know, it doesn't have to be a big gift, but it's a thought that counts, you know? Um, so maybe a handwritten letter, will be much, much more than giving someone a $5 gift card or something, you know? Because just remind people that, you know, we're human and just humanize the experience um, because don't take what you have for granted because a lot of people don't have, you know? So, I mean, if you believe in prayer, then that's what you pray for, you know? And, yeah. and y'all, or if you don't, just send out a good thought out to the universe, you know, and we're all connected whether we like it or not you know and i believe in good vibes and so leave this world right better than you know when you came in
0: Well, thank you very much for being on this episode with us. And I really hope to have you back once my co host Dominique is available. Her vacation just started and she loves to sleep a lot. So I was like, okay, I will do this one on my own, but she owes me one. So,
1: (laughs) Dominique, you heard that? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So, do you want to share your social media? Uh, outlets with us anything Specific
1: follow me on twitter At underscore Jonathan Romero um, And then If you want to see beautiful Pictures of landscape and, and travel uh, Follow me on instagram At um, Jonathan M. Romero
0: Okay cool so Those are his social media platforms So make sure you follow him And Make sure you follow us as well and give us a rating on iTunes. So thank you everyone for listening. Hope you guys have an amazing holiday. Anything else you want to share, Jonathan, before we end this podcast?
1: No, I just want to say um, live in the present and have a wonderful and safe holiday season.
0: This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.